leprosy. It was a, a terrible thing back in those days, and so we have these gospel stories, the story about Naaman, that was about 800 years before Christ. So we might think of 2,800 years ago, that's long ago and, and out of our mind. And said, so there probably is leprosy of, uh, of that kind that's still around in some way, but we know how to treat it, how to eliminate it. And uh, they didn't so much in those times. So Jesus cared about them, and he healed them with his power. And then you have that little, uh, you know, exchange that goes on there. Uh, we also suffer from leprosy. All of us suffer from leprosy in one way or another in our lives. It might be physical, it might be uh, spiritual, it might be emotional, uh, but things that are, that are not working well within us as we make our journey through life. And we need healing. And uh, if you have followed, and I'm sure you have, uh, this jaunt or this, this pilgrimage that Jesus was doing down to Jerusalem, he was constantly running into people and healing them. And we all need, at different times in our lives, in different ways, we all need to be uh, healed. Uh, just a kind of a sidebar, um, uh, I'm, I've been blessed in my own family uh, with uh, health. My father was a physician, my mother was a nurse, uh, we're all up in our 80s now, uh, close to our 80s, uh, four boys, one girl. And uh, three years ago, our young sister, she died of cancer that struck her like that. She didn't know she had it until she, uh, she was getting itchy. Uh, and they weren't able to heal her, you know, uh, with the treatment there. My next uh, younger brother, Dave, uh, you know, he's been strong and healthy and loves to play golf and all the rest. And then something was going on in his body. And it was inside. And his leg went numb. And uh, he didn't know what was going on. He, it started and he felt it uh, back in March. And the doctors didn't figure it out until mid-August. And they immediately had to do surgery on him, which they did. And then he got the treatment of radiation and of chemotherapy. And he's still in that process. And he's back up and around because he was healed. The body of Christ is sent to heal the people of the world. All the people that in one way or another are lepers. It might be our spiritual life or our physical life. But we need to turn to God and trust God to heal us. The Unbound program is designed to reach out to people who are out at the margins because they're strange in one way or another, they're sick in one way or another, you know, they're not well dressed, they're not well educated, you know, they're, they're not healthy. All those kinds of things afflict a lot of people in different parts of the world. And that's why the Unbound program was started to, to say, uh, what can we do to help those people who are living in a much... Uh, a less promising situation. It was started back in 1981 by a young Christian brother. Uh, I myself, uh, when I was coming out of high school, uh, I intended to be a Christian brother, and I went off to start the training there, but God pulled me further uh, beyond that. But uh, this uh, Bob Henson was a Christian brother. He was sent down 
to uh, Guatemala in, 19, in the late uh, 1970s. And he was down there for a number of years. And then he came back and they said, you did a nice job while you were down there. So what we want you to do now, he probably learned a lot of Spanish. We want you to go to the, uh, one of our good high schools over in St. Louis. So this was based in, in uh, Kansas City. And he said, um, I don't want to go to one of our nice schools in, in St. Louis. I want to go back to Guatemala because those people are in such deep, profound need. And he had experienced that. So the brothers and, and Bob Henson, they didn't meet eye to eye, so, so he left them. Uh, but he wanted to go back to Guatemala. You might remember the late 70s, the early 80s. That was when there was war raging in Central America. Honduras and Guatemala, El Salvador. Terrible things were being done to people, you know, and people were being killed and all that. You know, he didn't know what to do. And then he ran into a Jesuit priest who had been having the same experience down in South America. I think it was in Peru that he came from. He was a Jesuit. And they both uh, encountered one another in Kansas City. And they said, we got to do something. And I said, well, what are we going to do? And they said, we don't know, but let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's go down and help those people. So uh, Bob had two brothers. One was a lawyer. The other was a businessman and a sister. So there were now five that said, well, we'll help you. And it started in the basement of the sister's home. And they used her Christmas card list of people to start the program, and it started in 1981. And since 1981, because they undertook to be a healer for people in what's now 19 countries around the world, uh, over 800,000 children primarily and elderly persons have been helped by people like you who have helped to heal them, make them better, enable them to flourish more. As we sit here today, there are roughly 285,000 children and elderly persons being sponsored by people like you. And we've been here uh, several times, so there are lots of people in the parish that know about it. And if you don't know about it uh, after today, talk to them. And we're going to have the displays out in the tables uh, as you leave. And we hope that you'll have a little conversation and look at these brochures. This is little Michael. He's a seven-year-old boy in Colombia. He was born, actually, on the 31st of December in 2014. And he's a sickly but very bright young man. And we need somebody to support him down in Colombia. Uh, I'm going to invite uh, RJ, who is a, an individual who has been a sponsor for a long, long time. And uh, he actually, well, I'm going to let him tell us. He tells a dramatic story and really presents it in a wonderful way. Thank you. What I mean by the everlasting gift, we had Unbound here. This was in 2004. And Unbound was set up very similar to we are today. And I came across Jesus. And Jesus, we started to sponsor. That was in... 2004, I'm not going to read all of this stuff because I promised I'm only going to be here for about 97 seconds. <laughs> but I got a letter from Jesus in March saying us, it's his last letter, because he graduated from the University of Costa Rica 
with two degrees is staying in Costa Rica to help families. And we're so blessed for that. I went down to visit him twice. Had a wonderful, wonderful time. He taught me how to play soccer. I taught him how to play basketball. I met his sister, Kimberline. I immediately, I knew Bob Henson at that point who started this. And I said, I want to sponsor Kimberline. So we sponsored Kimberline and Jesus. Met his mother, grandmother. Uh, actually went to his house on my second trip. And he showed me this pot he had next to his bed that he caught rainwater in so he could have drinking water off the rusted corrugated roof of where he lived. So we were very, very fortunate. After he wrote us the letter and said that he was uh, be the last letter, brought tears to his eyes. I was reading it. I don't dare read it now. It'll bring more tears to my eyes. Tears of joy. And after that, my wife said, wait a minute. You got to sponsor more. So we sponsored Dado in Kenya. We sponsored Joshua in Costa Rica. And we sponsor Kayrin in Costa Rica. And my last letter wrote to uh, Jesus and said, hey, we got two more in Costa Rica. He did write back and said he's going to try looking them up. So it's just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. My 97 seconds is almost up, but I just want to say one last thing, and that is, on my way back on my second trip, I had to capture my feelings and reflections of what we had experienced. And it's not very long, but I'll just read it. And I do call it God's everlasting gift to us. Living with us daily is one of God's greatest gifts bestowed upon us. The incarnate Jesus, who humbled himself in our humanity, constantly invites us to unwrap, cherish, and embrace this sacred gift. The gift provides all of us a path and journey for us to share in God's glorious, everlasting life. The gift is the human suffering of the poor, the affliction, the modern-day spread-around leprosy that will always be with us, waiting for us to unwrap with our human acts of love, respect, and encouragement. When that gift is unwrapped with our acts of love, respect, and encouragement, we witness the resurrection of the poor from their entombment of endless poverty to the sacredness of human dignity. The gift then shines upon us, smiles of grace and gratitude, confirming we are all children of God, loving and serving each other. And I want to thank you for your presence, Brother Bob. And thank you for my 97 seconds. That is an eloquent, I think, uh, presentation of the difference you can make out in all those nations as uh, the psalm that we had uh, talked about. And uh, so I'm here, and basically I, I would invite more of the members of this wonderful parish. You, you are blessed. Let me say that. You are blessed in this parish uh, to the extent that you can consider 
reaching out to sponsor maybe one more child or one elderly person, a male or a woman or a, a man, uh, need dignity with which to move on to their death and move on to their time with the Lord. And uh, to become a sponsor is, is, in a certain sense, a very simple thing. You take a look. You look at the faces out there. You look at uh, a little bit about them. Where is this uh, Michael from? He's from down in Columbia. I mentioned what his birthday is. You know, and somehow he, he stands there. This is his photo. He's standing there with a big smile and a thumb up. But as I mentioned, I think to you, if not, I did in the last one, he's, he's got a fairly serious sickness, and he needs support. The way Timothy needed the encouragement of Paul. Paul, by the way, was in prison when he wrote what we heard today uh, to Timothy. Timothy needed encouragement. Somebody was there to help him move beyond whatever was going on in his heart and mind. And so the way to do it is you take a look at all these faces. And by the way, in their computer, they have 35,000 faces of children and elderly persons who need somebody to care and to reach out to heal them. Uh, so the first thing is you, you take a look. And if one of them grabs a hold of your heart, you say, I'm going to sponsor that person. And as soon as you, you do that, make the commitment you begin to pray for that individual as well as, as begin to communicate. You establish a relationship five, six times. You send them a birthday card, Christmas, Easter, etc. They get a hold of you. They send you. A, and so, you know, over time, there's a relationship that has meaning and it can make a difference in the life of that person. So it's, uh, it's choosing, it's praying, it's establishing a relationship, and it's, it's making a, a donation of $40 a month. It all costs us. It's big, big money for them. Makes a big, big difference in their life. So as we proceed with the Mass now and we celebrate the loving care and mercy of God that is constantly trying to heal us and all of the human community because God loves us all, uh, you know, I invite you to be praying, could I make a difference in somebody's life? Can I afford it? Am I willing to do it? So I invite you to do that. And then we'll be moving on to the liturgy of the Eucharist, which is, you know, what, what we saw was in some of the prayers. It's when we thank God for the blessings we have, for the healings we have had because of God's care for us. And it's exercised through someone, could be somebody like yourself. So that's the other thing, and after, after we have communion and we have bonded ourselves more deeply with Christ, I'll uh, give you just a few things about the steps you take to become a sponsor. Christ is our sponsor, and because we are all baptized into Christ, we are called to be sponsors of others. So uh, just a final uh, few comments. How do you become a sponsor? And it's the simple process that every one of you know, which is uh, you do it all the time. See, judge, act. When you go shopping, whether you're looking for a, 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 a Dairy Queen cone or you're buying a new car or you need to get the groceries or you're going for a shirt or whatever, you know, you're looking. You're looking to see what it is that you want inside. And so, you know, you, you check things out and you make a decision. That's the, the, the judge. 
You know, that's the one I want. I had five different options I'm going to do with this one. And then you act. You actually go and, and buy what it is that you want. And so that's what I ask you to do. Risk taking a look at the faces of these children and of the uh, elder persons that are out there, uh, that you can be the body of Christ making a big difference in their, in their life by your decision, by what you choose to do, what you choose to share with other people. So it, it's not a, a difficult thing. As you look at the faces, one or other of the faces might kind of grab a hold of your heart. Maybe it's the place of Michael. I, I mentioned before he's from Colombia. Maybe you have some interest in Colombia down in South America. The fact that his birthday was at the end of, uh, of uh, the year uh, 2014. Uh, you know, different things like that capture your attention. Maybe you like the way he smiles and he's got his hair all down like this, you know, all curled up. I mean, something grabs you and you say, I think I can make a difference in that person's life. And so once you do that, then you open the brochure. If you want more information on the, as you're looking at it, the left hand um, a folder here, you can open that up, learn more about his family, more about the household that he's living in. Uh, and what, what his situation is. And if you say, I'm going to do it, then you fill out this form that's in the right-hand pocket uh, that says, I'm going to be the sponsor for uh, Mikael. Uh, I once again want to thank Father Mark for so generously and for the other pastors over the years to have invited. I'm bound to be here because you've made such a huge difference uh, as part of this, uh, this program. In your bulletins today, uh, you have this flyer, and I hope you will pay attention to it. Sometimes people are a little bit, uh, okay, uh, $40 a month? How much of that is going to go and make a difference for Mikael, or Michael? And uh, the answer is 92.6 cents of every dollar is going to get to make a difference in Michael's life difference down in Columbia. So the program is really top shelf. 